Hi, and welcome to Dungeons vs. Dragons. I'm Oliver. And I'm Evan. And we're going to be your DMs for the day. Keeping it, keep it on the straight and narrow here. Yeah, we actually got to you saying we'll be your DMs for the day without yeah. getting derailed beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the thing that you say often derails us from yeah. the actual like uh, plot of the podcast. <laughs> always lovely. Always pleased to be derailed with you. because that It's is... a side quest. Yeah. Oh, good one. Um, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about uh, whether it is, whether it is better to be a DM or a player, uh, a very a very basic um, sort of like foundational uh, choice that you don't end up really making. Like I, I, I don't I don't know if I don't know if I've ever actually consciously been like in a room with people and been like, well, who's going to be the DM? Like it, it's always like either you try really hard to be the dm or like you get asked to be a player or something so so you know but uh but yeah we're gonna be discussing the merits of uh each i will be taking the position that it's more fun to be a player and i'm obviously arguing that it's more fun to be dm which is the obvious answer yeah i feel like i feel like if you listen to the past episodes you could really you you knew coming into this where we were going to be standing um which is funny because I don't really feel like, I mean, obviously I, I DM 95% of all the sessions that I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how everybody knows me most of the time is as their DM. But yeah. I still feel like the fact that when we both started playing together, you had like an iota more knowledge about D&D than I did. And I was like, well, yeah. Oliver's the one. He knows it all. Barely. He's going to yeah. start DMing and he knows more than I do. And I look up <laughs> to him and I still look up to you as a person. Oh, that's but great. like, it's funny that, yeah, I'm taking the role of the DM and you're taking the role of the yeah. player. That seems well, backwards to me. Yeah. we Because we, my first experience with D&D was as a DM. Like, I kind of assumed that that would be naturally how I fell into that role if I wanted to, you know, if I wanted to play D&D. I didn't know anyone who was DMing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll probably have to DM if I want to play this. And so I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but then, yeah, our, our like, our like big foray into D&D was, was both as players. Thankfully, our, our friend stepped up. I, he hadn't, well, I hadn't DMed before, had he? I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that. I uh, mean, what a, what a colossally, like, so good so dope still to this day like one of the better dms that i've had like really yeah, all of other oliver's other dms <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think i think i would say that about most of the dms that i've had that they're one of the better dms that i've had <laughs> yeah. um but uh but yeah he was he was truly an example uh of of prime dming um and honestly one of the i think one of the main reasons why i uh realized that I was maybe not the best DM to be DMing for any given group was I was just like, well, I'm simply not as good at this as other people are. Um, like, I, I think I've got some certain skill sets that are good. I can do, I could do funny voices. Yeah, um, you can. And I know the rules pretty good, but, but, you know, there are some other aspects of it that kind of, uh, kind of elude me. Hmm. But yeah. Well, I haven't interacted with you as a DM too often. No, we had that one. We had that one little uh, one shot that we did mano mano y mano, just yeah. just us, yeah. um, which is which is fun. But yeah, no, I I feel like I feel like if I'm with somebody else who is even moderately like uh, prone to DMing, I'll just kind of let them take the reins because yeah. you know I I don't really want to DM for people who are good at D and D because I am <laughs> concerned that they will be like. Mm-mm. this isn't this isn't good uh people who like poo poo on people's dm styles or play styles i think just they play too much D. <laughs> it's like, true you need to you gotta you crave need... it to really just enjoy whenever you get it you know you gotta get really dry on D and then get into a group and be like oh my gosh like if you if anyone gives you a crumb a morsel of rp you're like <laughs> between <laughs> Yeah, I've um, I've been in I've been in kind of a a feast mode for D and D for these past few years. So something that my uh, childhood best friend, college roommate, still a good friend, once told me was he's never oh man he's never not loved a game of paintball, 
except when he had unlimited paintball. <laughs> and there was a lesson there. I think and that's, that's so with... true. I feel like it's 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 funny that it's paintball because I <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought you would really get that poetic about paintball. But <laughs> hey, I mean, whatever floats people's boats. Yeah, and that's whatever, a perfect whatever. segue. Yeah. to get into the meat of the show <laughs> yeah absolutely oh golly unless do you have any um like precursory thoughts before uh, we go into it i mean obviously the debate is clear we know what playing is we know what dming is yeah uh i think i think you know to explain to maybe some people who haven't played too much DD before um you know you don't have to be a good dm to dm like but all roles are available to you from the start like mm-hmm. we're, we're probably i'm gonna say some things that are probably like uh dming is hard and it's annoying and it's uh, but that is not to gatekeep dming at all um i i think it's a perfectly accessible thing literally you can do it as badly as you want to and as long as you and your friends are having a good time like or you and your enemies whoever you play dnd with um <laughs> that's that's all that really matters. And and that's the thing. I, I don't feel like I ever spectacularly failed as a DM, except for when my players weren't having fun. And, you know, I am not entirely certain I can always supply fun. And so no. I only, you know, I only DM when I feel I can, I can offer an alternate route. Um, yeah, I think there's kind of this idea of a DM as big brain i pull all the strings in this simulated world and i do all this work in between sessions and like if you're a dm that's like you're either a player or a dm and if you're a dm that's mainly what you do and you are just obsessed with lore and world building and like you really don't have to be like that to be a dm and you can just dm a little three session mini arc campaign and then call it quits for a year like you don't have to fit into one role or the other always always give it a shot i think i think that everybody who plays D should at least try dming a little bit because it it gives a huge insight into mm-hmm. you know the dm's mindset as well if you walk a mile in their shoes like they do a lot of work or not or do really well or not and you kind of can't gauge that unless you know you've been there and you kind of know what it's like to try to pilot five monsters at once who all have their different saves and you've got, you know, 14 tabs open and mm-hmm. and you're really trying to uh to run combat with people who aren't paying attention. Like and make it like narratively interesting yeah. and like have some kind of emotional significance. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um I think those are my my main precursory thoughts is is at the end of the day, you know, do do what feels best, give everything a try. Uh but but if you're if you're on the fence, maybe we can uh, espouse some good points here. The, we're going to be arguing over which between two great options is the yeah. greatest option. I'll, I'll, it's like uh, they say about other things, but like even bad D and D is kind of good D and D. Like like I, pizza. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> pizza is definitely the saying. Um, right. <laughs> I I have had like one or two really really bad games of D and D, and it was still pretty fun. And I still think about them a lot. Like I still I still think about the things that happened um, in those games, even though like the one I just went to some random adventures league or something like that, and nobody was playing in the way that I was used to playing, and the DM was really standoffish, and he and he had really weird ideas about DMing. Uh, but I made a friend there. Me and me and this dude who was playing a goblin spore druid just had a, a grand old time <laughs> killing nice. kobolds, and I was playing a, a swords bard, and I just got to do like sick flourishes, and and I I made my own fun. So I had no idea you'd gone to AL before. Yeah, That's um, incredible. So it was it was one time. This is gonna be a little tangential story, but and one for time, people who don't know, Adventurers League is this like league of D D games it's all very like uniform in terms of what rules they yeah. allow and don't allow it's kind of like the most official form of D that nobody actually plays <laughs> like right. it's it's endorsed by wizards of the coast who makes uh D, and it's like their way to say like if you don't have people to play D with this is how you play D. like go to a game store and you play in an official adventures league game um 
I went to go buy dice at a game store and I was chatting, um, you know, just with the guy who worked there about Magic the Gathering and like D&D and stuff like that. And he sure. was like, oh, there's a game going on in like 20 minutes um, if you want to join in. I didn't have anything else going on and I was like kind of bored. And so I was like, yeah, sure. That's why awesome. Not? And so I just, I hung around for another like 20 minutes or so, rolled up a, rolled up a tabaxi bard that I had been um, thinking about for a while based off of uh, a character from Octonauts, if you know Octonauts. Whoa, I am familiar with Octonauts. Yeah, I played, I played Quasi, uh, Quasi from Octonauts, the like uh, pirate Not cat Not that familiar. Um, anyway, he's like this little pirate cat guy and he always talks about his grandfather uh, being like this big, great pirate captain. And I liked the idea of like, a bard who only has like familial stories mm. um who like sort of you know gains their eloquence and stuff from just like talking about their cool family history um mm. so I, I i i made him I, his name was quasi mittens and he was a swords bard and it was very fun that's um, sweet yeah but anyway, that's my that's my tangent. That was my that's Adventurers incredible. League. Uh, I'd be way too scared to do anything with Adventurers League. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't super fun. Like everybody there kind of seemed mad at everybody else for some reason, and the DM had a very railroady idea of what he kind of just wanted to be doing a dungeon crawl. And I, not that wasn't you know we didn't have a session zero or anything, so right, it wasn't yeah. communicated super well. Um, but the dungeon crawl part of it was pretty fun. Get that loot, get that XP. Yeah, exactly. I didn't end up continuing on, um, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so um, you want to go ahead and roll for initiative? See who see who goes first? Go ahead and roll initiative. I That's something that I get to I... say as a DM. <laughs> and players don't get to say. I get to say it if I, uh, if I roll PvP. Sorry, Oliver, but it's going to be a nat one for you. I believe you. Okay, uh, I think you're going to roll a two. Okay. Oh, a three. That was very oh. close. Well, I actually got an eleven. So. Ooh, I meant two nat ones. <laughs> two two ones, snake eyes. <laughs> Wait, I did. So are you going for, first? I rolled it again just for fun. It was a natural one. Oh. Uh, if, if I had been rolling with uh, with disadvantage, you would have been correct. That's true. My ESP is a little off today. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you get ones and ones and elevens mixed up. Sometimes you get like, oh no, it was the next roll. People in binary one one is one. No, one one is two. <laughs> I'm just joking. Classic. Although truthfully, I did not Wait, know three. what the real answer was. One one is oh, one, one is three. My bad. Because one is one. One zero, one zero is, is two. two. One one is three. My bad. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Let's clever, map this out. Guys. And then one one zero. Just kidding, we don't need to keep going. It's four. But yes. No, it's dang it. I need to stop saying things. <laughs> it's not four. It's like six or something. Yeah, it's six. Anyway. Um, I do not binary. know binary. Super fun. Really, really look uh, look up binary. It's it's great. Well, I hate uh, to say it, Oliver, but you do get to go first. I do get to go first. All right. So the merits of being a player, part one. No, I know. Uh, oh, okay. Let's get some subtitles or like headings in here. Some get some headers, get some footers. Mm. Um, so Footer. I, I personally do. I am a player a lot. Um, I find it to be the most enjoyable uh, form of D and D to me. It's the most like iconic form of D and D to me. It's it's what I'm looking for when I'm like, oh, I want to play some D and D. It's it's just a just to show up either with an idea of a character or, you know, formulate it with the DM to fit into the particular setting. Um, and then just kind of be walked through an adventure while inputting, you know, whatever I want. You can put in exactly as much as you want to into a game. Um, and you don't have to, you know, be putting everything you've got into the game. Uh, being a DM is very tiring to me because you have to be paying attention 100% of the time and anytime that anyone is speaking it is to you pretty much like even if it's RP you still have to be you know keeping a little ear out uh to make sure that there's nothing that like 
any player is saying that's wrong in your world or anything that they're saying that would require like a check or something like that. Um, and so, and so being a player is, is a lot more like playing a game and a lot less like, you know, playing a game where, you know, none of your friends know the rules and you have to like keep reminding them at all times. Teaching uh, someone a board game. Exactly. Teaching somebody a board game is no fun. Playing a board game with somebody who knows it afterwards is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so I think also being a player can uh, like have more twists and turns. Like if your DM is one of those real cerebral DMs who thinks through a lot of like different plot points and like is looking to surprise you, that's that's a very fun and rewarding thing to be on the other side of. Like when your DM is like, ooh, man, I made up a little thing for, you know, your, you know, your backstory that you wrote, like it's, it's inside of my game now and I'm going to do a, a little arc for it. That's very fun as a player. Um, and if it never, if your backstory never comes up, I mean, it's still pretty fun to write in the first place. Um, and, uh, and I think honestly, my favorite part of D&D is making characters. I love, I love, love, love making characters. I love making little dudes. I love making little little guys and just putting them in random worlds, rolling stats, uh, you know, coming up with fun builds, like getting to play a character instead of just like a series of random monsters that like may die or something is, it's so much more rewarding because you figure out like you know, you figure out your your niches that you fit into. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think that it's a lot easier to have fun without the mental stress of carrying the weight of, you know, three to six other people's fun on your back, like a, like a world turtle. Um, you can have a, you can have an off day as a player and it doesn't ruin five other people's day um so yeah. yeah uh and then i think being a party being a part of a party is really fun like that's a that's a cool dynamic that a dm is kind of on the outside of yeah. is that very like that camaraderie of like oh it's me and the squirrely boys we're all going out on this fun adventure and the dm's like i'm the ground that the squirrely boys are walking on it's it's not quite the same and sometimes you get an npc in there like Oh yeah, it's our it's our guide, you know, Plum Glum. He's he's a he's a toad man. He's he's a lot of fun. We all love Plum Glum, but it's not like the DM is actually Plum Glum. Like it's it's you're there in spirit, but not quite in the same way. Five mm -hmm. percent um, of the DM is Plum Glum. Yeah, exactly. You're you're using only a small portion of your energy dedicated towards Plum Glum's like motivations at any given time. Um, yeah, so, so I think, uh, I think in summary, less prep time, you just get to show up, uh, more rewarding because you're kind of being walked through a story and you can put into it as much as you want to get out. Um, and making characters is fun. Being characters is fun. Playing d d is, is, I would say kind of built around player fun and dms are there to facilitate that and have as much fun as they can mm -hmm. but you know you're out you're outnumbered if, if <laughs> somebody's fun is going to be sacrificed you know i know who i'm picking well luckily nobody's fun has to be sacrificed are you finished good segue yeah no I'm okay good. cool i didn't want to take over no, no. but i am taking over now <laughs> and i would be happy to pick up on that last point that the dm is there to facilitate the fun mm-hmm and I'm going to start off with my biggest, strongest point, in my opinion, in favor of DMing. In my opinion, the Game Master is what sets TTRPGs apart from video games, board games, regular run-of-the-mill game. <clears throat> For people who are newer to the TTRPG scene, that's a tabletop role-playing game. So D&D is the most popular one. But we've got Call of Cthulhu. We've got the Star Wars one. We've got, I don't know, Elder Scrolls, Pathfinder. TTRPGs, Pathfinder. Monster. The, um, the uh, Avatar 
TTRPG is coming out, I think, this summer, as is the uh, Dragon Prince TTRPG. I mean, they're just coming out as... TTRPG. That's right, yeah. The Wendy's one. (laughs) The Wendy's one, yeah. You can certainly go back and play the Wendy's one. (laughs) Um, We should just do a a short video, uh, a short podcast, like 10 minutes long, just diving into the whole Wendy's game. The Wendy's, (laughs) yeah. Um, I think it's an important part of TTRPG lore, but... I think that the the game master is the one that really sets these games apart, not because the player's creativity and ingenuity um, doesn't matter in TTRPGs. It's just that in video games and in board games, a player can be as creative as they want. They can have all the ideas that they want. But if the game designers and developers hadn't thought of that course of action beforehand, they hadn't planned for it, then that creativity just gets lost, right? That agency gets lost. So it's up to the DM in, T- or in, in D&D. I'm just going to say D&D, although I understand that there are other TTRPGs out there that function in the same way. We have a D&D podcast. I think we can just we talk do. about D&D. <laughs> I just don't want to get added about, you know, there's other TTRPGs too, and they yeah. do the same thing. I love how much we defend against, like, Twitter followers when we... <laughs> <not. laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um... But yeah, so you need a human brain to like fulfill a player's creativity and agency. And that's why DMs are so important because they get to like satisfy that itch that players have to feel like their characters are real and can have a real impact on the world and that they can solve solutions in ways that are kind of out of the box that the DM hadn't thought of previously, but is able to handle because, you know, we've got a human brain instead of Bethesda. Um, So yeah, I think that the DM is not that like you're the most important person at the table, but that they are certainly what makes D&D such a special game and getting able to facilitate all these players around a table or a Zoom. Um, I run most of my sessions on a Zoom. Um, that's how, that's kind of how D&D is played these days. Yeah. But still, I mean, a, a table is better. But getting to facilitate all these players' ideas and intentions for how to interact with this world that either you've created or not is really... The, it's the most fun part about DMing is being able to get with your friends and talk about, okay, well, what does your character want to do? What are they... You know, what are their goals or aspirations for the world? And how are they going to interact with this place and this character? And what are they going to think about... Um, this, you know, nation, this group of people. And you get to see your friends come up with brilliant ideas and you get to just like acknowledge that and appreciate it and say, that's great. And you know what? It does work in this really special way. And you get to see all these ideas come to fruition and being able to, that's what I think being a good DM is, is being able to have your players' good ideas like manifest in the world and to reward them for thinking creatively, for um, really like inhabiting their character and wanting to interact with your world. And yeah, getting to see all those strings getting pulled from behind the screen, I think are just, that's the best part about being a DM. I would highly recommend it. Um, That's point number one. My other ones are much shorter. You're always playing, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Every time I I press leave session or end meeting or whatever it is on Zoom, I just go, (sighs) <sighs> yeah <laughs> because it really does it so just tiring. takes yeah. so much energy out of you back in college i would do like six hour sessions i don't have that in me anymore <laughs> yeah You're, you were a machine an absolute machine but now that i'm going to bed at 10 and eating vegetables <laughs> on a regular basis i can't for some reason um what what was that what was that sorry to interrupt what was the max number of players that you did that one time how how many was it was it like 14 or something no it couldn't have been well it wasn't it was an insane number the one where we broke off no the one where everybody was playing together where like um with the book where like a bunch of people came in i was playing an aarakocra monk and i got like two turns of combat just because there were so many people there do you remember that? I am vaguely remembering that. 
it was it was it that was when, it was bad. when your two groups came together okay like a crossover session and also mm-hmm. i was there for some reason <laughs> uh, oh yes i do remember that i do remember that yeah that must have been, it was at least 10 people right yeah it was definitely at least 10 yeah so that's bad nuts. i would not recommend that you can't fulfill that many people's <laughs> agency and creativity <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, but being uh, always playing, I enjoy more than just being a player because as much as you want to pay attention as a player, there are some things where you're like, this just doesn't matter to me. You know, it's a very specific thing about this character is trying to haggle over the price of a kettle. And you're like, it goes on for 10 minutes and you're like, this isn't important. I don't need to focus <laughs> on this. Yeah. But if you're the DM, you know, you're having to be like, what's in this shopkeeper's brain how low is he willing to go and you know this um, metal is his child he made it over the course of (laughs) you know six months artisanally (laughs) um so that can be taxing on you having to always be paying attention but in the end like i love this game and i love playing and if i get to be actually like attentive to what's happening and i'm involved in everything that's happening basically over the course of the session i'm happy and that's what i'm there for so I love the fact that you're always engaging as a DM. Um, but I also encourage my players to just like have fun RPing amongst themselves. It gives me time to prep what's happening next. Yeah. That is a great little break when your players are like, let's have a little bonfire conversation. You're like, I'm going to grab some pizza. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, next point is that it gives you, especially, I mean, if you're a DM who is running a homebrew campaign, which isn't always the case, but even if you're running out of a module, it still gives you some way to interact with the hobby between sessions, whether you're world building, if you're running a homebrew campaign, or if you're just prepping, you know, the campaign, reading through what's going to happen next. And obviously you have to like be tweaking what's happening in the module to some degree as you go through. Um, and I like that. I like that anytime I can just be like, I feel like interacting with Elon, my world. All right, I'll go work on this little area for a while. Um, so that's a bonus to being a DM and let's see i talk about this a lot on the pod but what originally got me into dming was having ideas for locations magical locations cities with certain atmospheres that i could think of and that i had in my brain and i wanted to see come to fruition in a special way not just like can i draw this can i write about this can i describe it but can I have my friends like interact with it and change it over the course of time? And that's something that you can do as a player. Um, obviously, we've already talked about how DMs and players can kind of uh, conspire to create certain parts of the world or like, I don't like I have a player right now who's from this noble family and they're like, hey, do you think I have any brothers and sisters? And I'm like, I haven't thought about this family at all. So let's talk <laughs> about it together. Um, but I mean, obviously the DM is the one who's ultimately more in control of those things. And is kind of driving the ship of the world building. Um, and that's something that I just love. I love coming up with different locations and places and seeing how my players will twist it, manipulate it, sometimes break it. It's good fun. Is that, are we, are we into the, uh, to the time when I can disagree with you? Tear me apart. Uh, so as to your first point, I agree that DMs are wildly important. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's something that's interesting is like acknowledging the importance of a DM and, and how it absolutely is like the, the linchpin of what makes TTRPGs like great and so different from, you know, any other kind of media or game that you can play. It's this collaborative uh, world where you can bounce ideas off of other people and like uh, interact with physics in a way that you know doesn't always have to make the most sense but does always have to be the most fun mm-hmm. um, but you know sometimes you just don't want to be the guy who makes all those decisions sometimes you don't want to be the one who decides how much damage a bookshelf does falling on somebody like how you know it's a d6 it's probably just it's always a d6 isn't it um you know you you don't really want to have to be the guy who always like any emotional moment that a player has that they're really showing up for the dm has to show up for an equal measure 
And that can that can be a lot when you don't have as much investment in the characters that you're playing as as your player does. Like, you know, if you're playing your character's mom who like abandoned them to a witch when they were younger and they're like, you know, standing there like yelling at you for doing this thing and you're like, man, I made this guy up on Tuesday. Like, what do you, <laughs> like, I don't, I, you know, at the end of the day, like you're not, you're not at the same emotional level as the, as the player, but you have to be. Um, so that can be, that can be kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Like any, any, anything that the player brings, the DM has to respond to in kind and in measure. Otherwise the player feels unfulfilled. Like they feel they can sense that like energy, you know, disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, that's, you feel like a bad DM at that point. You're like, well, I, I really wish I could have showed up for that moment, but you know, can't always can't always get there one of my players characters mother left them as a child and they ended up reuniting and i was like partially just because this makes sense to me but partially because i don't really want to have to get super emotional i'm just gonna have the mom be like i don't care i'd leave you again <laughs> yeah like, do it so again just, yeah you. like that's that'd be easy for me to tear role play as an uncaring person sure yeah uh, but yeah no i do definitely understand that it can be hard to to try to inhabit characters that you you are not used to you're not familiar with but yeah i i think there are definitely positives about dming like uh as you were talking like i i did get a little desire to you know make a little make a little something of my own and like present it to to my friends and be like hey like interact with this like here's here's a little bit of my brain you want to live in it for a bit like that's that's a very fun it's a very fun thing to do. Um, I think that there are a lot of little extra bits about it that make it mm-hmm. uh, kind of, you know, poison to uh, fun sometimes. Like there are just little little bits about it that aren't just, you know, hey, here's here's this great thing. Would you like to be a part of this great thing? You know, sometimes you do have to haggle over a copper pot and you're like, hmm. This is dull. And not just the pot. Um, I do want to talk about, it's funny that you mentioned that you love making characters because I feel like I finally, well, not finally, I have, hang on, let me just restart that sentence. (laughs) When I first started playing, I also loved making characters. And I was like, this is great. And let me make a bunch of these characters that I'm never, ever going to play. That's a bummer. Now... I sit down to make a character and I think, where do they go? You know, where do they live? What influence do they have? Who are they connected with? And I have some glimmer of hope that they're actually going to like show up somewhere in a session that my players can interact with. And so that's been a fun part of DMing is just giving my characters that I create like a chance to see the light of day. Yeah. And there's, there are some characters that are pretty clearly like player characters. And then there are other characters who absolutely can just be NPCs. Like there's some characters who are too self-important to be anything but player characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some, there are some that would be like, Hey, actually this would make a great NPC. I've, I've thought of that before. Like, you know, some of my characters uh, that I've made before, I'm like, I think they could probably slot in pretty good as, you know, an NPC somewhere. Um and just like whole cloth move them from like wherever they were at in the campaign that ended just like move them to whatever world uh i uh i had a i had a fun character that i played his name was cj and he ended up being like the captain of a pirate ship uh recently cursed by a uh a magical item so that he couldn't see gold as having any value um so like silver copper was fine gems were fine but he literally did not accept that gold was a form of currency that's so um, interesting yeah and and uh and in order to get that magic item he kind of like he thought it was something far more valuable than it was and so he grabbed it and stole it and ran away from his party and so like there was this really fun like tension about like oh are they gonna forgive him like how is this gonna go for and then the campaign ended <laughs> and, uh, and it was like oh, okay um we and we CJ. now cannot play that uh game anymore um moving and such um but yeah so that that was very fun and i feel like uh there was a moment there where me and the dm were talking about him potentially becoming a 
an NPC under his control as like a bad guy. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and like commanding like you know a fleet of pirate ships is like this uh, like very very powerful uh, like admiral type. And and so I I've always been like mm, I kind of want to put that dude in my games somewhere. It does sound awesome. But yeah. I think I would make a good NPC. You as yeah. Evan. <laughs> I'm more of an NPC than a player character. I feel like that sometimes. Not really. I I think I think I'm I think I'm more of a player character uh, in in my own head than an NPC, mm-hmm. but uh, but I I think I could get there. I like that I can be more unequivocally positive as an NPC and passing That's... interactions. Sure, you'd be like, oh Evan, what a positive dude, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, but I I get down sometimes. Anyways, this is not important. <laughs> really revealing our souls here yeah definitely yeah i think i think that there is something that's nice about being able to create very one note npcs that fulfill a role um like that's that's a very satisfying thing to be playing is like this person is this thing and that's all they are they're they're simple and and you can have a, a lot of fun with that and then it's also really fun when uh you like this happens more with npcs than with you know, player characters that I've I've found is that like, you know, your your players can kind of end up forgetting that you, the DM, are just creating all these things. And so they can respond really like well to an NPC or a location or like an event that happened. Um, and sometimes it is sort of organic, like things happen via improv and roles and stuff like that. Um, and so you can have an NPC that everybody's like, oh man, I love them. Um, whereas like, I, I don't know if I've ever had a player character and that, and that could just be because I'm, you know, a, a bad fellow player. I don't think I've ever had anyone that like, people were like, oh my gosh, I, I love them. Like, they're so, they're so cool. Um, I love Finley. Yeah. But the record show. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like my DM, uh, was a, was a reasonable fan of, of my bard, but, um, to all the other players, it's just kind of insufferable. So, oh no, I feel like that's the point of the character, though. And so it's like, mm-hmm. am I doing a good job if everyone hates them a little bit? But uh, any 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 more Twitter? Any <laughs> I read I read the thing twists and turns on my notes, and I was like, any more mm-hmm. twists and turns on the podcast? There's got to be a twist. We have a guest this episode. Oh, they've been quiet this whole time about it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like our points necessarily clashed directly. Yeah. And they seemed like they kind of inhabited their own separate little categories. Yeah. I think I think that that's a, that's a that's a problem that we can sometimes get into with these is that we there's just times when you should do one and times when you should do the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, honestly, if if we're going based off of like real primal feelings, as you were talking, I did get a stronger desire to DM than I had previously. So I'm willing I'm willing to uh, to give this one to you. I I think that I think the DMing is it's maybe a little bit more low pressure than I always make it in my head. I I have a tendency to really build it up and really um, put too much weight on it because scheduling's a nightmare. And yeah, the people that I DM for recently. Uh, are kind of like a little bit newer to D and D, and so put a little bit more onto me mm-hmm. as the DM to like make it good. Um, so maybe I just need to maybe I need to ask my uh, regular group if I if I can you know DM a, a one or two shot for them to make to make sure I still got the chops. Do it. I it's think because you're a regular critical role watcher. I am. I'm I a, think I'm a, I'm a Matt Merceritis makes people scared to dm for sure yeah yeah i think that's why i end up avoiding um homebrew uh, to a certain extent too is nobody can criticize me if i if i didn't do it myself i do a lot of things to avoid criticism and again really uh really laying our souls <laughs> podcast that more people listen to but uh yeah. but, i would uh, have this conversation with any of our four listeners so yeah. um, <laughs> no it's, it's very true i i would i'd maybe feel weird about talking to like your wife about it but uh <laughs> um but yeah so i i think i'm i think i'm comfortable saying you know there there are times to be a dm and times to be a times to be a player but i think i think more people who think 
that they can't be a DM should consider being a DM than vice versa. Like every DM is like, it would be great to be a player. And some players are like, I don't want a DM. And I think everybody has at least a few good sessions inside of them. Like you've got something in your soul that Mm -hmm. begs to be explored in a D and D context. Mm -hmm. I, I do absolutely believe that. So yeah, I do definitely think that it feels like the D and D community is a little short on DMs. Like you said, yeah. everybody's happy to play, but so we need a, a bigger pull for like telling people yeah. it's okay, you can do it, it's not that hard. It's so interesting to me. This happens, this is like a weird phenomenon that I, I, I feel like somebody needs to write like a scientific paper about or something. But whenever there's a role in a video game or a game that requires fewer people to do it to facilitate more people doing the other role, it, it ends up being that the one person role is really highly in demand. Like one DM supplies every like four players with a game. So there should be just basic math. There should be more DMs than there are players. And it's the same way in like, um, here we go, name dropping other other things, but like in World of Warcraft. We got so uh, far, Oliver. Like a dungeoneering group is a tank, a healer, and three DPS. And dps queues like if you're if you're going to like say hey i want to play a dungeon and you like go into a queue Mm. a dps always get filled first but i don't understand why because like there are explicitly more roles available for dps than there are tanks or healers like every every one tank and one healer supplies three dps with a dungeon queue why is it taking 30 minutes to get a dps into a game and you can instant queue for a tank and and uh dead by daylight is the same way game game i've been playing a lot Mm. it seems like you know when you're queuing up as uh as a survivor which there's one killer and four survivors and they're 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 like the same basic gameplay like you know there's some differences and stuff but it always takes way longer to get survivor cues than it does to get killer i don't know matt mercer is probably at the bottom of that problem too i bet <laughs> we can just blame him for everything yeah yeah probably like the person who's done the most for D in the past <laughs> yeah, five absolutely. years let's just blame him huge, huge for the popularity of D, <laughs> and, and we're gonna we're gonna blame him for uh I'll blame him for my walls flooding <laughs> like, oh goodness. the matt mercer effect of oh, i stepped my toe like <laughs> Oh man, well I will I will definitely accept the victory on this one. I, I stand pretty firm that more people need a DM and that DMing is really, that. really gratifying. Yeah. That's I, the uh, word I was looking for gratify. this entire episode. Gratify. You get to gratify their creativity, their ideas, their yeah. know, intentions. I, I've I've recently been wanting to uh get back into DMing uh because I had like a sort of big brain moment about like not being so constrained to the rules as I have been mm. like um, I, uh, I I've come up with a philosophy that I call rule of cool but only once um, is that any any fun little spell interaction or weird thing if you want to create water inside somebody's lungs if you want to like do anything like that I'm gonna allow it once because that's a great idea that you came up with, mm. not how the rules work. But I love it, and you're going to do it this one time, and we're going to figure out how much damage that is. So it's always like thinking up creatively, but it doesn't get to be that like, oh, it's just simply the best thing to do is to create water inside of somebody's mm-hmm. lungs. Um, it's like, oh, you can't actually do that because you can't see through their you know, body or whatever. Um, now, somebody with blind sense could they mm. or just open up a mouth and yeah i think you i think your i think your organs have full cover <laughs> just via your skin um which is i organ. had anatomy and physiology last year and i can confirm that <laughs> confirm that organs do have full cover <laughs> fully immune to anything but sacred flame um but yeah, so so I, I think I think that that is something I've been looking to implement for a little while now. It's like I feel like a lot of times players can come up with really cool ideas that are just so far outside of the rules, mm-hmm. and you know I want a way to be like, yeah, absolutely, go for it. But not that's but that's not how it works. But go for it. It's fun. 
I had a similar kind of thing. This is a little cursory, but last session, my players were on this little like hunting village that was on the top of this mountain, but it was like there was this platform that was you know parallel to the ground so that everything was flat that was like held up by these ropes to the like peak of the ridge mm -hmm. um, with like these pythons on there and there were these umber hulks that like burrowed out of the ground and was like snapping all of the ropes and so the thing was like about to fall and one of my players had just gotten an immovable rod and so they like killed the umber hulks right as the thing is about to fall and he's like can i just like put the immovable rod like underneath the platform <laughs> and i was like this is an old platform. I don't think it's going to hold together that well, but I was like, that's so cool though. And I love that idea. I was like, just roll like a straight up luck check. If it's like yeah. 16 or higher then it, it, then it works. And it did, it worked and it was awesome. That's it was great. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of I mean, how I deal with, I'm like, there's, it, that's not very likely to be able to work, but. But it is going to be a better story. And so, yeah, yeah I love, I love a move over odds. And I feel like handing that to a creative player is just like, god forbid you give it to an engineer or something like they'll they'll figure <laughs> out how to how to break your entire world with it like it's imagine it's, a king whose scepter is an immovable rod it's just an immovable rod it's cool kind of cool i'm imagining that's how my player is gonna get to rule a kingdom just moving using the immovable rod somehow i feel like does it take a full action to i feel like you could do something with like an immovable rod shield that like like a like an immovable rod tower shield that you can just like oh, maybe it's yeah. a bonus action to give yourself cover from one direction hmm. the band <laughs> oh see that's the joy of fifth edition is that you can really set it wherever you want you can have your villains <laughs> yeah. be whomever you want my my world is inhabited by strictly only boy bands. Uh, <laughs> all adventure parties are just boy bands. And oh, Sync okay. is okay. like the famous uh, like boy band of old. Like uh, uh, yeah, old guard. Justin Timberlake went on to be the king. <laughs> I would play a zombie apocalypse one shot where it's all boy bands. <laughs> uh, I'm sure oh, there's goodness. there's got to be. It's like you head down a back street and there are boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well this has been a pleasure oliver yeah it's always a good time mm -hmm. i uh um, thanks to louis zong for our theme song which is a blanker uh good good time good 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 planet is that the name of no it's 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 not actually anything it good was just a, it this was is just... a good planet i agree though. yeah it was just the thing that i said we haven't found another one like it yet yeah there are there are a few that are close, but not quite. Mm -hmm. Titan, also a good planet. Mars, good planet. Titan's a moon, technically. Just, but it would be a planet if it weren't orbiting around an actual <laughs> yeah, planet. I learned today. <laughs> so cursory. I learned that if Jupiter had been twenty times bigger, it would have been another star. We would have had a binary solar system. Oh yeah. Yeah, because cool. it's just so huge and it sucked up all... I mean, 20, 20 times is not an inconsiderable amount of times to multiply the surface area of Jupiter, but... I mean, but when you're talking about, like, fact. astrophysics, like, 20 yeah. times, nah, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, not that I know literally anything about astrophysics, <laughs> but I feel like they just deal with big numbers a lot, is all. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anything to plug, Oliver? really uh still doing still doing uh monday night D, &D streams six six uh six cent pst yeah there we go pacific i always want to say central because again we established that that is the only other time zone that i know other than est <laughs> like est and central those are the two time zones in the entire world but now here i Amen. am over, over in the pacific in the potomac not, not that's over here on the eastern <laughs> side my friend Oh man! Well, I have nothing to bring up, except yeah. everybody follow the animated series that we're making based off our campaign. Just kidding, we're not actually doing that, but I do literally want to learn how to draw just so I can make that happen. Get a Kickstarter going, man! I would love to be able to draw like D and D like commissions and stuff like that. I feel like that'd mm -hmm. be really fun. What I need to do is just start throwing money at people who actually can do D and D commissions and get some of my. Oh my! 
is that looks a lot like a uh evan is currently holding a, up a piece of paper with a drawing on it um and to describe it it looks like a an old mcdonald land character um so like like a um like a grimace mixed with the bird one like you <laughs> Do you like the bird one? Who's I have no idea. Fries or something? You not know Grimace? He's like a mm -hmm. big purple guy. Um, McDonald's used to have an ad campaign in like the '90s to early 2000s um, called McDonald Land, and it was like so, like you know Ronald McDonald, and then there was like a bunch of other ancillary characters for like nice. the different um, for the different uh, other like menu items that they had. Oh, like there okay. was, I, I think Grimace was supposed to represent like chicken nuggets or something he was like this big purple guy and then there was like this duck uh that's where the hamburglar is from you know right. the hamburglar i do know him um mayor mccheese <laughs> that's making an entrance in my dnd world <laughs> i'm mayor mccheese <laughs> welcome to um, my burgertopia that looks very terrifying yeah well, that's that's what you drew. I'm sorry. That's... So working on it. <laughs> really, really getting really getting those uh, drawn chops down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks so, for listening, everybody. Happy to have you here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for always showing up. I, I assume that you do. I assume that you're always showing up if you're listening to this one. It's a random one. <laughs> this is a very random one. Unless this one is the one that goes viral, in which case, you know. Thanks. I don't know. Whoever whoever posted it. Thanks for making this one go viral. There we go. Boom. Thanks, That's, Matt Mercer. Yeah. Thanks, Matt Mercer. Thanks, Griffin <laughs> McElroy. I don't Thanks, Brennan Lee Mulligan. Just list all the DMs we know. Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Mayor McCheese. A D a great DM. I That's truly, what he's known for. Really iconic. He ran the Wendy's one shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. We gotta end it on that. That was perfect. It back around. Back on top, baby. <laughs> Oh boy, Oliver, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Where's the body? Where's the body? McDonald's. <laughs>